Welcome to the Yes You Can podcast, a soft place to land for fit pros and aspiring entrepreneurs looking for a motivational cheerleader who's been through it all and believes your best life is about being brave and tapping into your magic. Hi, I'm Hannah Pratt, an online coach and vulnerability queen. I'm here ready to share my experiences through grief, life, and finding my place on the podium to help you level up. So grab a latte and a notebook and get ready to be inspired through the Yes You Can podcast. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Yes You Can podcast. I am so excited to welcome today's guest to the podcast. She is an alum of my program, Total Launch Formula Accelerator. Now, before I introduce Brittany, I'm going to tell you a little bit about TLF because it is the sponsor of today's show. I do this podcast for free, of course, and share my knowledge and bring on guests and do all of the editing and everything myself. And I'm only able to do that because I have a side business, including Total Launch Formula. It is my 16-week group coaching program, which is really small and almost feels like a one-on-one program sometimes because of the significant attention I give those clients inside. We are already rolling in this second and final cohort of 2022 for the 16 weeks that we're going to be together, helping those who want to launch a course or coaching program before 2022 is done, do just that. So if you are a heart-based service provider, meaning somebody who really cares about making an impact on the world, I would love to invite you to check out TLF. The link is in the show notes. And I'm really, I'm really proud of the not only the curriculum, but the cohort of people we bring together. There is an application process, and I do that because I want to make sure that I can help you. Unlike courses that are do-it-yourself that you can just pay and, you know, you get what you get and you get success or you don't, I want to make sure that the people who come inside TLF are qualified, are at the right place in their business to do that. And we have a great conversation over Zoom where we discuss everything. The application process will ask you things about your business your goals, your desires, how much money you want to make with a passive revenue stream, just like the one I did with Instructor Magic. And through TLF, I will teach you every single thing you need to know from setting up your email marketing to how to create an amazing curriculum for a course, how to make a profitable course and choose a topic that does just that, and then how to launch everything from giving you my email templates to having me actually edit your sales copy on your website to walking you through how to do a webinar. And usually I will attend your webinar as well. So we are already starting. I'm going to be closing doors in the first week of September. Finally, finally, I know a lot of people are getting back from summer. And so thank you for listening about TLF because I want to make sure those who would benefit from it and who are right to join TLF know about it. And for those of you who are not quite there yet in your business, but are really curious about course creation, There is great news because I have a new masterclass that I'm offering on September 13th at 7.15 p.m. Central Standard Time. The title of the masterclass is 10K Course Launch Formula. Now, I always like, I always struggle with anything that promotes a financial number because ultimately there's no guarantee of any amount of money when you launch a course or product. But we are going to break down the formula that I have that works in how to design a profitable course and then specific numbers you'll need on your email list, in your audience, in your community, on your wait list for your course to make sure that a 10K goal is way more realistic because at the end of the day, it's simply a numbers game. It's just a numbers game and getting people into your audience. So we're going to break down the key formula that I have developed to get you there. 
And while I hope that at some point, if you're curious, you might join or apply to join TLF, there's not going to be an offer at the back end of it. Um, currently, I don't have anything planned. I would love to do something in the future for those who really need help, especially those who are struggling with technology. And that is kind of tripping them up in this process, because as I tell my clients, it's just another skill that you can learn. If you're bad at tech, if you don't know, and I'm like using air quotes, if you're bad at tech and you don't know how to start an email list and you're confused by the backend tagging and all that sort of stuff, we that's something that you can learn, easily learn. So don't let something like that stop you from A, joining the masterclass or B, getting started in your journey with creating a passive revenue stream. So that is it for my announcement about my masterclass, the 10K course launch formula. I hope to see you there on Tuesday, September 13th. I'm also going live the day this episode airs. So that is going to be August 29th um, around in the evening. So follow me on social media. And, and, you know, if you feel like joining my live, I'd love to see you there. But without further ado, I'm going to introduce Brittany Worley. Brittany is a registered dietitian, the founder of Intuitive Fueling Foundations and Fuel and Well. Her one-on-one dietitian service for people who want to improve their relationship with food, heal themselves, and develop a better mindset going into just living every day. I was drawn to Brittany because she has a very similar outlook to everything around fitness and food that I do. We are two people who do not talk about burning calories or earning your meals and really a balanced relationship with food food that you see it as fuel is the most important thing along with your happiness. I did want to note that if you are in a place where you're maybe in a you're in a harder place in your relationship with food and yourself and your body image, today's episode does discuss things like disordered eating patterns and we do talk about our own experiences with that with an emphasis on you know, inspiring those to take action through things that Brittany mentions as resources and some tips that she has. But it is a heavier discussion in some ways if you are in a place where you feel you might be triggered. So this is your official sort of stop now or continue at your own, I don't want to say risk, but choice. Again, the episode is very positive and I believe uplifting, but I've been in a place where any any discussion around food, calories, etc. would just not be positive for me. And I'm very happy to be far and away from that, but I do acknowledge and empathize with anybody who is going through that now. So there are some resources in the show notes. Maybe just hit pause and then go see those and, and find those before you continue listening. Okay, without further ado, I'm going to welcome Brittany to the Yes You Can podcast. Thanks for being here, Brittany. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you. I can't wait to talk about this. It's going to be great. I'm so excited too. So Brittany, we know each other really through Instagram. We've never met in person, but we have. You've been in my coaching program and I'm. you pitched this podcast idea, which at this point, viewers, listeners will be seeing the name of the podcast episode and have a good idea what it's about. But why don't we start before we get into this specific topic, you telling me or you telling listeners what you do and who you are and even where you're located. Yeah, for sure. So because of knowing, you know, each other just through Instagram, it's always like, okay, how did we get here basically, right? So my name is Brittany Worley. I am a dietitian. I'm also a fitness instructor and I live in the Dallas, Texas area. So definitely only know each other through social media right yeah. now. That's okay. 
And I pretty much arrived at becoming a registered dietitian in like 2017 through a kind of roundabout route with my education. And as I was becoming a dietitian, realized, oh, I've got a lot of like stuff, like baggage in the food and body arena with mm. disordered eating and some, you know, body image struggles. And then when I became a fitness instructor, I teach at Cycle Bar in 2020, all of that stuff kind of came back yeah. up, even though I thought I was doing great with it. So it's really inspired me to work with like active women and fitness instructors and really help them repair their food and body image stuff too. That's cool. So you're a registered dietitian and you're a fitness pro and you have, so you provide one-on-one services to folks who are looking for support with, with nutrition and you have a coaching program as well for with a group or a hybrid group. Maybe tell me what in your own words, what yeah, it's all about. Of course. Yeah. So I do have one-on-one services. I help again, like active women, fitness instructors, some athletes work mostly with, you know, repairing food relationship and body image. And so that they can like really fuel well for the physical demands they're putting on their body versus mm-hmm. under fueling, losing their periods, always being tired and injured. Right. So really optimizing some of that. And then in my hybrid coaching program, which is called Intuitive Fueling Foundations, we do a lot of the same stuff. You just get access to a group of people who are going through it all at the same time with you. That's really cool. I love, I mean, for those of you who have known my story, I've been very open about also struggling with disordered eating patterns and expectations as a fit person. I've done fitness competitions and there's a whole episode you know, you can, you, I'll look in the show notes about that and my perspective on that. And so I find like as fit women, we have this really interesting relationship with food where <laughs> it's, it's more top of mind. I think because we're talking about fitness and we're leading people through fitness. And if you don't have the foundations of a really solid relationship with food, as you experienced yourself when you're going through cycle bar training and becoming a fitness instructor, it can feel from my experience, all consuming. And I'm assuming that's similar to your client's experience where like they just can't break the cycle of always thinking about food and like making decisions and what they're going to be eating and how they're going to feel and how they're going to look. Is that is that, is that rant and accurate? <laughs> no, that's a beautiful rant. Clearly, you are in the same space and you felt some of these same things. Right. But it's like whether you are, you know, an athlete or a fitness instructor, someone who is using their body as part of their job and your fitness ability plays into your success. It's almost like you can't get your head above water sometimes, right? Because every time you take a little step forward in, okay, I'm not as obsessive about carbs anymore. You end up with a client who has a comment or a coach who says something in that very Mm. next workout that you do. And you're like, oh, and we're back. So Yeah. yeah, it just feels sometimes like, like you're treading water because it's so all around you all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's ever present with things we see, so on, see on social media, which is why I so appreciate the content you put out, especially intuitive eating and intuitive fueling foundations. It's the name of your program. So for those of you who don't, for those who are listening who don't know what intuitive eating is, which is really my, what I do now, I like figured it out and have a great relationship with food. But for those who are unfamiliar with the term, what, what does that mean? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that because at this point, right, I'm doing it all day, every day. So I just yeah. assume we all know. But yeah. we don't because it's not the norm really right now. So intuitive eating at its core, right, is a 
self-care based way to look at nutrition. We're still considering things like, you know, needing enough fiber, enough protein, whatever it is. It's not like we're ignoring all of this nutrition science, but we're also integrating this self-care aspect of how do I want to feel when I eat? How do I release guilt and shame around certain foods, unlearn things that are causing me a lot of unnecessary stress, right? About Mm -hmm. we've all seen the posts that are like so fear mongering around foods. Like Mm -hmm. how do I bring it back to basics and really take care of myself, but find a way to do that that doesn't have obsession weaved into it, right? Yeah. So it's still very much about like fueling your body and taking care of yourself. There's that big misconception that like, oh, if I become an intuitive eater, I'm just going to eat pizza all day. Yeah. No, you might have a little phase at first where you're like, oh my God, pizza, I've missed you. Yes, let's go. But like, you're not going to do that forever because it's not going to feel good. And with intuitive eating, we're still aiming to feel good and take care of ourselves. Yeah, I love that. I think the, it's like, from my experience, it's, it's all of those things. And it feels like giving yourself permission to actually like trust your body to like crave certain things. And instead of having a rule book and for me coming out of my fitness competitions, I was like, I don't even know. I will. I, I was like, the rule book is gone because my diet for that show was my Bible. And now I'm like, I don't have, I don't have a rule book. And so it was extreme on both ends where I, because I couldn't have peanut butter, like I just wanted to eat spoonfuls of it. And like, oh like, yeah. Now, now I'm like, there's just no way. Um, like I enjoy peanut butter, but it's not, it doesn't fall in any sort of category. And you remind me a lot of a dietitian that I worked with who really helped me see this. And she was like, foods are not good or bad. Mm-hmm. And there's not like a blacklist of foods and you shouldn't feel bad for eating. She's like, I today I had cake and I had a Starbucks thing and I had this and it's just a day where I was eating more of this and that's okay. And mm-hmm. so I I feel like the what you said so beautifully was like people think that it's throwing all of the attention to what makes your body feel good and what you need out the window. And it's it's not that at all. And if you truly listen, like there's a point where I'm like, okay, I've eaten five pieces of pizza. and like, I don't feel good anymore. So I'm going to stop. <laughs> Right. But you're not beating yourself up over it and resolving to eat super clean the next day. And now I'm going to cut my calories back again. Like we're not like going back and forth between these two extremes. We're just saying, okay, what makes me feel good and what doesn't? And like, what allows me to be social and have like a normal social life? Right. And I'm not like looking up the menus beforehand or saying, no, I can't go to your birthday thing because I already had my cheat day, which is like, right. Like, it's just, you're just finding a more like flexible and for lack of more interesting term, intuitive way to relate to it all. Yeah, that's so great. Do you find that your clients, and and I honestly don't know the answer to this, do you find that your clients present with disordered eating patterns that they don't even realize are disordered? Like, is that part of your process to help them sort of see this? Yes, 100%. Because we are right now in in a spot with our society and like the way people speak about food in public that, you know, demonizing certain ingredients or like food groups, or even just like how popular fasting and all those things are. A lot of my clients will come in and be like, okay, I know food's stressing me out. And I'll say, what are, you know, your current rules or things that you're really hung up on? 
And the list they give me is kind of short. And I'm like, okay, is there anything else? And as we get into their habits, we realize things like, oh, restricting carbs to only around your workouts, that may not be the most healthy behavior for you, right? Or I'm trying to think of other examples. Of course, I can't now. But like, it's just, yeah, we we just swim in it all the time, right? And so it's Mm -hmm. very hard to see the laundry list of disordered patterns that we've picked up along the way, because we've kind of just normalized them at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. And what's the experience of people who, like, I'm sort of, like, I know what my experience is, but mm-hmm. what, how would somebody articulate, like, their experience once they, once they're able to, like, let go of all those things? Like, what's, what does it feel like for them? Yeah. Honestly, a lot of my clients don't, as they're getting into like the later half of all of our work, they aren't so much talking about food anymore, Mm. right? They're starting to be more of themselves and like talking Mm. about other things in our session. And we'll get halfway through and they'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. I haven't even told you how the week was with food. And I'm like, that's a really good sign, right? That's a thing. Because oftentimes when we are you know, creating all these rules for ourselves and restrictions around how we can behave. And also if we're just like underfeeding our body and our brain, yeah, food feels like literally the most important thing in the world, right? It's yeah. all we want to talk about. It's all we can think about. So a really big sign of progress for my clients is like, it's not top of mind anymore, right? Yeah. And I might say, amazing. well, what did, you know, what did you eat this week? And they're like, I don't, I don't remember. Whereas three months ago, they could have told me to the T exactly what they'd been eating, right? That's so great. Yeah, that's exactly it. I'm like, there'll be times where I'm like, I don't even remember. I like, I mean, I'm, I am at the point and I am grateful I'm at the point where I truly don't think about it. And I, I'm like, I'm thinking more about energy and fueling, especially as a fitness instructor, because you're like, <laughs> the jobs we do are not easy, motivating, coaching, sweating, doing all the stuff and not no shade to any other <laughs> discipline, but spin instructors especially we are on the bike and we are doing it with them versus yes. sort of like walking around and coaching people as they go and so you talked about kind of like having this reckoning once you started teaching at cycle bar what was that like and and like why or what were you experiencing when you started you know when you found yourself on the podium yeah so it's funny because after thinking back on how i felt then i was like how did I not think about this program that I've been creating earlier? Because like, clearly I needed it back then. But basically I, so I became a dietitian in 2017. I was right around then like coming out of my really disordered behaviors. And I would say I was like, you know, a B minus at that point with my relationship with food. By the next year, I was feeling really, really great. And then started training in late 2019 and passed my audition in early 2020. And I remember seeing my audition video and being like, nobody's coming to my class. There's no way. Like just, it just hit me. And it came from this place of like, I did not see that thought process coming because I had already had a lot of space from it. Mm -hmm. And I was even helping people with their relationship with food and body at that point. But for some reason, that specific, like the level of vulnerability, right? Around Mm -hmm. auditioning for and then teaching fitness classes was just a completely new challenge for me. And that's really, really common with whether it be disordered eating or like negative body image. A lot of times we get thrust into a really stressful or vulnerable position. And those things come back because there are old, old coping skills, right? And that's what it was for me. It was just this like, very looming feeling of like, 
why am I feeling bad in my body again? I haven't felt this in years. And it, luckily, it didn't take me too long to get a handle on because I had already worked on it so heavily. But it did take some intentionality to like pull myself out of that mindset. Yeah, that's that's so hard and like uh-huh. heartbreaking, honestly, because I, I know a lot of other people feel the same way. And the intentionality is exactly bang on. I think that whether it's criticizing your your body or any anything we do, you know, we're we're putting ourselves literally on a podium on a microphone, and it is it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and watching myself back on Wheelhouse Live, often I'm like, it it takes it takes so much effort for me to create that boundary of my thoughts and be like, this is I'm not allowing that. I'm not allowing that voice to come in because like, it's just not, I just can't, I won't. But when you are feeling vulnerable, as you said, and especially in auditioning and when you are getting feedback on everything and you're like, that's the, that's the purpose is you're sort of growing. It's, it's really hard not to also think about that. And I'm happy that we're in a point, at least the, the circles I run in, and I'm intentional with like who I follow and what I consume that my, especially in my studio too, it's like, we are very big on not talking about earning anything like that is just not what we do. And it's not like earning your dinner or whatever. And I've done reels on this and I think you have too. And it's like, <laughs> it's, but then you, you go to somebody else's ride or whatever. And like, and it's not even, it's, them i think taking a stance on it it's just like regurgitating a phrase that they may not even realize is harmful because they don't have that experience or they or they are just perpetuating things narratives that they've heard their entire lives and i've i've been there and i've always like oh or like i see it in a caption like burn off those burgers burger week's coming up here in winnipeg and it's like you know like we're, <laughs> we're backsliding away from what the purpose of fitness is and yeah, that's that's a really beautiful. I'm I'm happy that you came through that. And what were like, what was the what does it look like for you intention wise? Because you're so in this, you know it better better than anyone. Like, what did you do to help sort of to sort of create that boundary or get yourself out of that mindset? Yeah, that's a good question because I think that's something regardless of where you're at in how you relate to your body, whether you feel like, oh, I've still got a lot of work I'd like to do or you're pretty solid. When you notice yourself slipping or regressing or having a tough week, a couple of things that I've gone back to and that I know may help other people. One, I keep a, and I think you might've even recommended this in like our, in our launch program too, which I was like, oh, full circle. But I keep a, a little folder in my photos app of screenshots of things that writers have sent to me, like either pre or post class. And something I've noticed of those little comments, those, you know, this made me feel so good when you said that, or I can't believe I hit XYZ PowerPoints today. That felt incredible. Nobody's saying you looked so great in that outfit you wore today. <laughs> Nobody, right? Yeah. So just the, the grounding aspect of being able to flip through those client wins and seeing oh, this is how I'm making people feel. And this is the thing that really matters. Not Mm -hmm. what do my arms look like today? Or do I have abs like that other instructor? Mm -hmm. So that's a really, really big one. Doing things as well. And this one's a little bit like, 
of a longer play, but it will pay off really well in the long term of finding ways to ground yourself in your body instead of feeling like you are somebody watching your body, right? Mm. So I don't know if that makes sense to people if they're listening and they don't instruct, but like you see yourself on people's stories on Instagram, you see yourself in the mirror when you're coaching and you pop off the bike. That's fine. But if you're going through a tough week, you want to focus on being in your body and feeling what it feels like to move and to grow and to stretch your muscles. And you don't want to be thinking about what does my stomach look like when I move this way, right? You don't want to be mm-hmm. a spectator of your right. body if you can avoid it. Um, that. So that's, again, it's more like long-term and a little more conceptual, but I find that really, really helps. And so for some people, you know, grounding in their bodies looks like breath work or yoga or massage, or even sometimes just doing a workout that is not your typical routine mm-hmm. so that you really feel like, oh, wow, that muscle's working when I do that thing. That's really cool, right? And and yeah. taking focus off of what do I look like when I'm doing elbow drops in the front row, right? Yeah. So yeah, those I would say those two things probably have helped me the most, but there's a ton of other stuff I've played with along the way. I love that. That's so important and cool because I think sometimes we might do this intuitively for lack of better words. <laughs> for me, it's like I, I enjoy going for walks with my dog. I enjoy doing other things like you mentioned, finding something that I might actually be bad at and like <laughs> like experiencing that that feeling of what it might be like for a new rider to come into the room, you know? Yeah. And I do find it's helpful for me to not have the mirror actually like am i if i do ride somebody else's class i'm i'm usually on the side and i'm just focused on that instructor or motivator and i enjoy personally not like seeing myself a lot because you know i'm 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 a very energetic like fun and silly motivator i'm off the bike i'm rapping and if i worried about what my ponytail looks like what my arms look like what anything looks like I wouldn't be able to be in that moment with people and truly like connect with them if I'm worried about my appearance. And there's that like, when you start to do that as an instructor, you give other people permission to do the same of just be there and be like, well, no matter what, if you have like sweat dripping down your eyes, your makeup's all over your face, like, let's just be here in this moment, lights off and and enjoy. So I love the grounding because I've never heard that before. To, and like connecting with your body of how it feels instead of how it looks. Is this something you've found? Like you've you have your dietitian services, you have your coaching program, your hybrid coaching program. And now I know you're moving into serving fitness instructors in sort of in this space. So why don't you tell me what you're willing to share about that? Because I, I feel like this is going to be the confetti pop to a new offer. For real, right? So yeah, what I've found is I worked with, so when I was a dietitian in like the corporate world, right? And before I jumped into my private practice, I worked exclusively with athletes. And I love that side, right? Like the performance nutrition side. And when I feel like this, I feel even better. And, you know, I helped myself like get my period back or rebalance my hormones. And now I'm like so much stronger. I love that stuff. It's so exciting. But we can't work on that if we are blocking ourselves because we're still uncomfortable in our bodies, right? And so there is a line with scope of practice where like dietitians can only do so much body work, but I've done a Mm -hmm. lot of trainings on it. And I find like 
it is the missing piece a lot of times when you are mm-hmm. wanting to work on your nutrition, better your health, but the body piece is just like holding you back. And so as I've started taking on, you know, one-on-one clients and finding like, I've had a handful, maybe six or seven now fitness instructors who are one-on-one clients of mine, and they all stumble over the same stuff, right? Mm. How do I have enough energy to teach class and not get lightheaded or like not be excessively sore and I have to teach twice tomorrow? How can I avoid restricting even when I'm not feeling great in my body? Because restricting my food is just not an option if I have to get up on the bike. Like I can't, you know, I have to fuel. Yeah. And so I've come towards, or I've, I've realized having a program like this is going to be such an important service in what I offer because not everybody's ready to do like the really deep one-on-one work, but they do need to figure out how the hell do I get out of my head so that I can feed my body and get on that bike and do what I do best. Right. And so I wanted to provide a program that was like a quicker win, something very, very straightforward, but something a lot of fitness instructors are still struggling with, even though it's 2022. And I'm like, I like would love to be so far from that old era where we all thought about our bodies, you know, in that how much smaller can I be? How much more toned can I be? But like, we're not really there yet. So mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to, to create this program specifically. Amazing. And what is the program going to be doing? And 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 what are you going to be like? What's the the not the curriculum necessarily, but like what is it and who is it for specific? Because we we've teased it now, and I feel like, well, what is it? I know. I'm really like, okay, girl, get to it. But yeah. so the program is called "Your Body Is Not Your Business Card" because I remember being in like group fitness classes in college, like just taking them, and I heard that term so many times from fellow mm. students who were teaching classes the concept of our bodies being our business card which like let's be real that is so archaic like it's so outdated and i don't live in a fantasy world right i know that there are going to be a handful of writers or clients who come to your class because they say oh they look good i want to look like that but mm. that is not the majority of the people that walk through our doors anymore right. want to feel good and supported and motivated and seen by you. They are not paying attention to your body like you right. think they might be. And so so this program is going to be a like a self-paced course where you're learning everything from how do I work through bad body image days and triggering events like studio photo shoots where I don't like what I end up getting back, but I have to post on social media because that's my job. And right, all of these really tricky moments that we as fitness instructors have to navigate in a way that's a little bit different than like Mm -hmm. the average everyday person on the street who doesn't have to get on a mic and motivate. And so there'll be some like self-paced stuff in there, like video trainings, downloadable tools, all of that good stuff. And then it'll come with a community aspect too, so that you can see other people working through it, right? And see their wins. And maybe even if they're getting you know, writer or client feedback that isn't related to their body, dropping that in there. So you can see like, this actually is what most of our people are coming to us for. Because I think that's where a lot of us get get lost when we're having a tough body image day or week or season is like, we go back to that thought of, well, now I can't be as successful as I want to as a fitness professional. And like we spiral. And I think that community aspect of learning this stuff alongside other fitness instructors can help kind of pull us out of that unrealistic mindset. Oh, I'm, I was like literally getting teary. <laughs> like, <laughs> listening, 
I'm like, this is because it's so it's so real and it's such a I like I've realized it's such a problem that people don't understand if they're not in this world, right? Yeah. Like, oh, everyone feels like that. Haha, moving on. Like, no, no, no. It's like our livelihood. It's something we are so passionate about that to have this mindset block just feels all consuming. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's so important. It's so important for you to feel like you are living your purpose so that you can be the best coach, instructor, whatever you're called to serve other people, but also for yourself and how that's going to bleed into the rest of your life when you feel excited and you're, you're just not, it's not even like, it's not even like you're thinking about, oh, I feel amazing today and I look amazing. You're just not even thinking about it. Yep. You're just not. And that is something I never knew was possible until I got there. And it takes work to be there. And now I feel like I'm a better motivator because that's the approach I bring. And I tr- I draw that boundary of like, we don't talk about bodies. And even like, you know, Britney Spears is work bitch song where she's like, you want a hot body? I always say, I'm like, I don't care about hot bodies. I care about strong bodies. I care about happy bodies. And I like, and I like edit her song as I'm going. But if you don't feel that way truly about yourself, it is so hard to lead other people authentically through a ride or a class or whatever it is. And they're going to know. And so it's not even like, it's like, there's so many reasons to do this. And I have never seen anything like it out there for fitness instructors. Like I really haven't. And I feel like there's this growing tide of people who feel exactly the same way as you and I, where your body is not your business card and how you make people feel is the most important thing. And, but also like self-care as an instructor is hugely important. Yes. It's so, I think we push it like to the back burner because we're so busy and we're on the go and we think we're invincible and we can teach two or three classes in a day and be fine for a little while. It doesn't, it doesn't last if you're not implementing that self-care and I love what you said when you said, if you are not in a good place with this stuff yourself, it doesn't, you're, you're unable to fully authentically be you. And that's what draws people to your classes. 100%, yeah. right? Like when I think about the instructors who I will move my schedule around to take their class, I am thinking about nothing except like that energy that they bring, right? And like yeah. who they are and what I feel being around them. That's what yeah. people want from you. They don't they don't want you to look a specific way. They don't really care. They don't really care and I I, I think like this is a really good reminder for me. I don't struggle with with my body anymore. Again, lots and lots of work, lots of therapy, lots of everything, <laughs> lots of everything. <laughs> but but sometimes I'm like, "Oh, you know, I I for me it's like like skin issues. I have like skin breakouts sometimes or my hair is not in perfect French braids or done. And I feel like if I don't show up looking more polished, that there'll be like judgment. And 
it's so funny because it's a fitness class or you're all going to sweat and look, you know, like drowned rats afterwards. <laughs> Anyways, like, especially in some of my rides. And I'm like, I, you know, I recognize that I, it's high energy is like hot in there. And it's so funny because I'm like, there's still, there's still the voice that's trying to come through about that, about, you know, you should be putting on makeup or you should be doing your hair a certain way. And so I think even if it's not your programs, like likely, would be even great for somebody like me. It's like, I just like releasing that and and accessing the greater potential that exists for you in confidence and just like being good, being happy and finding like more joy in what you do as a result of like having a really positive mindset. Yeah. So, so how can somebody, how can, how can a fitness pro or instructor, like what, when can they look forward to this being out in the world? Yes. So the first round that we're going to do is going to be like a, you know, a timed round where we all start at the same time. We all go through it together. Eventually, if you're listening to this like a year from now, my goal would, (laughs) you know, be for you to just join today. But for this first round, doors are opening for purchase like today. And then we'll start on Monday, September 19th, and it'll be four weeks. So we'll have a kickoff call in that first week. And like a little send off call in the final. And then the rest of it is just self paced. But yeah, you can purchase anytime leading up to that. And then we will actually launch all of your content, open the community on Monday. Amazing. That's so exciting. And who, like, is this for, like, if somebody's like, I'm not a fitness professional, but I want this, <laughs> like, like, and those people might exist too. Like I, you know, it's similar to Instructor Magic. When I was offering it, I had some aspiring fit bros want to join and be a part of the community and stuff like that. But I think there's probably going to be a lot of specific content for fitness instructors who are like currently working. Would it make sense for somebody who's like maybe considering joining or trying to audition? Because part of me like, and this is just me like offering coaching. I, you can you can say absolutely not. But if there's somebody who's going into or like very new in their fitness instructor journey, I feel like it's never too personally. I feel like it's never too early to like invest in something, whether it was when I was doing instructor magic, I was like, sure, come in, like start on a great foot. And for this, it would be like start your relationship with that podium in a positive way rather than having to like maybe heal. <laughs> a lot of stuff well and like actively unlearning things while you've got a stacked schedule of classes right like it's just another thing to be working on which you can carve time out for but yeah I would honestly say if there are people who listen to your podcast or you know see your emails about the program that go out or anything if you are currently auditioning looking into auditioning like even just like training your you know to get your endurance up so that the next time your favorite studio does open auditions, you're ready. I would do this work now because you Mm -hmm. will have so much more capacity to show up authentically in those auditions, in those really early classes when all of us have nerves, if you aren't working on this stuff on top of it, right? So yeah, I would, for aspiring instructors, I would say it would give you a really good foundation to come in knowing like who you are. And if if you are going through a training process that maybe is a little less progressive, you know, it'll even help you work through some of that. Because when I've talked to, you know, other instructors about creating this program, there were a handful that were like, yeah, going through training was tough and getting critiques on not only my form, but how that form translated into the way my body looked. And so hopefully we can stave off some of that too, if you're working on it beforehand. Yeah, that's a very crucial point. I think that 
training in itself is an extremely emotional process. Mm -hmm. And if you have a coach who's not, who doesn't have this mindset, who has the old school way of, of like, you know, talking about calories in general and all that sort of stuff, it can be or, or like overly metric driven. Cause like there's people who, who enjoy metrics for athletic performance. And what I always say, I'm like, if that metric is not serving you or if it's controlling you and you feel like you get the email after the ride and it's it determines whether you're happy or not about the last hour you spent, then it's time to let go. Because for me, I'm like, well, I got last place. Who gives it? <laughs> yes, I'm like, and delete. I yeah. tell my writers that so often. If this number is not giving you any sort of useful information or making you feel good about what you just did, you're, you got to delete it or hide your stats on the leaderboard next time or whatever you need to do. Because Cycle Bar, we are a little bit more stats driven, but I teach a lot of classes without stats because I'm just like, yeah, I don't think we need that today, do we? No, I used to do the same thing. We I taught a di- at a different studio that had the TVs yeah. right up front. And for those who went through Instructor Magic, and there's a lot of people who had that same thing they're like how do I motivate how do I get people to pay attention to me and what I'm saying when they have these like you know I'm like turn off the tvs if you can and like just like turn them off because it it helps people come back to their self and to their bodies when they're able and like their how they're feeling how they're like how their leg muscles feel when they're driving down through a climb and like actually visualizing this mountain that I keep talking about you know (laughs) but I feel like yeah the training process can be extremely emotional i have a a friend and a former student of mine who's been trying to she's actually she's i think today is her audition or her like final community ride or whatever you would call it at cycle bar she's at cycle bar and it's been like a two-year process and getting feedback and getting like constantly being rejected or whatever it is is something that can take root in you and can can make you want to control things and for me with disordered eating that's when it would come out the most is like when the rest of my life felt like I'm like this is the one thing and you don't actively make that decision so for people who are going through a major life change as a fit pro or going through this process I can only imagine how much more confident and excited you'd feel to be like I get to do a photo shoot and just like experience that and not worry about anything related to how those photos are going to make you feel just like that email at the end of the ride would you know it's like you're not attached to the outcome so much as you are excited about just like doing something new yeah well and even like the photo shoot example I remember my first photo shoot with cycle bar was such a mix of like this is so cool. This is what I've seen people doing for years. Like we have a professional photographer come in and like they're styling us and how badass. And then also simultaneously that little voice is like, well, what are the pictures going to look like? And like, I wish I had done that work before I did that because yeah, you get to be so much more present when this stuff isn't looming. Like that is cool, right? Is being in that moment and really like soaking it up and getting the most out of it and connecting with those people that are going to keep coming back because they love what you do instead Mm -hmm. of what's this look like from the. Yeah. That's so amazing. I have a, like, I feel like maybe an off topic question about, about the transformation you would see in in folks. And I'm genuinely curious because this is, I could only speak from my experience, but once I started leaning into this intuitive eating 
and I, I don't even know if I had the name for it, but this, this, I would tell people, I'm like, I eat when I'm hungry and I don't when I'm not. And that's because uh-huh. people would ask me because I had gone through a pretty visible change, both in both extremes after doing my fitness competition. And my body was was really like regulating itself, I think. Like I think I've heard I heard somebody say my adrenal glands were fr- were like fried and I was my cortisol levels were really high. And it's just because I had such it was so extreme on both ends. And once I it, for me actually what helped, and I'm sure a lot of your clients feel do this too. It's like I found something that had nothing to do with my body. I started DJing <laughs> actually and getting into like music production and I just stopped paying attention to it and then intuitive eating like naturally came and my body then regulated and I and I I I didn't even notice and I had people be like oh what did you do like what did you as if I had like intentionally gone through some diet or whatever and I was like what are you talking about <laughs> like I didn't notice I truly did not notice and is that something you find clients experience like a, a lack of maybe awareness i don't know if the word is but like i don't know if i'm unique in this way where i'm like i just stopped noticing or caring and really now if clothes fit differently i buy different sizes of things and that's really the extent of it and i don't weigh myself either (laughs) yeah yeah so i think like what yeah what you're describing of like the you know the hyperfixation on my body was removed and then one day i got a comment way down the line and was like oh i didn't even fully realize that change because i'm just not in that world anymore and like paying attention to it and hanging out with people who are also doing fitness competitions and all of that stuff yeah i would say a lot of my clients start to notice like we had said kind of early in the episode you know paying less attention to food or oh yeah i wore like different like jeans that i haven't worn in a long time cuz like they fit again e- in either direction right maybe they right. Were too big from some crash dieting or maybe they were getting tight whatever i do notice that when we're working together but a lot of times it's later right so somebody mm. will, who i've worked with will send me a dm or an email like 6 months down the road and be like I think my weights finally stopped fluctuating. And the only reason I recognized it is because like I'm wearing the same pair of jeans every time I go out. Right. right? Yeah. But, but yes, there is almost like this, not passive. I think that's the wrong word, but almost just this, like it goes on the back burner at a certain mm-hmm. point in your recovery or your process that like you don't notice those things that used to be metrics that you were like secretly kind of measuring yourself with. Right. They yeah. just, they eventually fade into the background, but it does take time. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's, that's absolutely something that I see clients go through. That's great. Is there anything that you would recommend for somebody who's listening, who is looking for like the first step? And they might be, I, I know that when I listen to podcasts, I often have this reckoning of self, whether it was when I realized I had ADHD or when I like anything. And I'm like, oh, and so for somebody who might be listening and was really excited about the podcast episode title and is also, you know, curious, but they might need more support because I think the program will be really great for people who are who are wanting to improve from where they're at, improve being, you know, I'm putting in quotation marks, who are wanting to change their mindset about being an instructor and their self-image and their mindset and all that sort of stuff. But for somebody who might be, because we've talked about disordered eating patterns, like, what would be a resource you'd recommend either with yourself or somewhere else for them to start sign of like seeking support for that? 
understanding that you can't give like blanket suggestions, but where would somebody like, where should somebody start? Yeah. So I think, you know, it may depend, which that is such the dietitian and me to be like, my advice depends, but it does depend on, you know, where you feel most stuck. If you're noticing being just really disordered with food and like cutting out food groups and trying to see, you know, how long you can go without that first meal and things that are just more like on the practical side, really restrictive. I would recommend the intuitive eating book to start just because it gives you such a nice breadth of knowledge in terms of what is diet culture and why can dieting be damaging and like what are some ways to just start playing with how you relate to food. It's very like low stakes. It's like $20. You get it on Amazon, right? And it's not, you know, somebody in your email or in your Slack being like, hey, did you do the training? Like, did you make the change yet? Right. So if you're not quite ready for that level of like accountability or wanting to jump into actually changing what you're doing, but you want to explore, that can be a really, really great one on the food side. And then on the body image side, there's two books that I really, really love. The Body Keeps Score, which isn't directly, I know it's not directly related, but like it really hits home if you are hanging on to some of this stuff. And then The Body Is Not an Apology, which is really good too. It talks a lot about like the systemic and like racially based roots of a lot of like the thin idealization and all of that. And it really just starts to like break through some of those things that you probably have accepted as just fact for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like the BMI is important. It's not, you know, all those things. It helps you just start to have like a reckoning kind of moment with like, maybe I don't have to keep thinking like this. So yeah, I'm biased. I like to read, but like, those couple different book resources, or even the authors of those books, finding them online just to consume more of their content. That's where I would probably start. Mm -hmm. I love that. I've said that probably 600 times in this episode, (laughs) like as as many times as they probably say, yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I wanted to draw attention to is I think for somebody who is in the space, they may not realize like how good they can feel in their body and how 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 proud they can be of what their body can do, like instead of punishing it for not fitting in a certain pair of jeans. And I know, I know, like, and I say this out loud that I have like my body has settled into a place where it's it fits into that more thin privilege like yeah like section and that's just the way it is my dad is six foot five I am six feet <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like a tall string bean and I and I for a lot of my life I have been but what I am most proud of is how like I can go I can like play I can go run with my dogs and how strong I feel on a on a day-to-day basis and how it surprises me often and how that wasn't the case before when I was restricting a lot. So from like an energetic perspective and some of those athletic things you were talking about, is there like a message you'd want to give to people who are sort of maybe approaching their body in a way of of restricting it for like appearance versus like athletic? Like maybe you could tell about some stories about people who've experienced some some of these things. Yeah, 100%. So I can give some examples, but before I do, what I would say to somebody who is listening, who is prioritizing more of that 
you know, aesthetic or being in a specific size or keeping their body, you know, the same weight they were in fill in the blank phase of their life, high school, college, whatever it is, you can do that, right? It is 100% your prerogative to continue pursuing that. There's nothing like wrong with you if that feels the most important, but you have to recognize that you're sacrificing other things, Mm. right? You're sacrificing your energy, your, a lot of times like mood when we're restricting, a lot of times we're not the nicest version of ourselves. And that meant, right? Like you've been there. I can tell by the way you laughed. Like that was the worst. I was such a B-I-T-C-H. I I cannot. Like, you know, but genuinely, if that feels like the most important thing for you, have at it. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. You live in your body and you know your mind and that's what you want. That's okay. You're just going to have other things that probably don't feel so great. Energy, mood, you know, physical abilities. If like the metrics are really important to you in that spin class, you go to focus for your work, whatever it may be, right? And then also like I'm a dietitian. So long-term health, right? If you're not getting periods or your hormones are messed up or whatever, like we've got some stuff to talk about so that like you can live a long, healthy life, but it's totally, it's totally your thing. If, if that feels like the most important thing right now, and that's okay, but there are always trade-offs. And then in terms of like what I've seen with clients, honestly, it's, it's exactly that they come to a breaking point. They might come to me and be like, I'm not really ready to not care about my weight, but I know eventually that I need to get there. So like, I'm let's just start. And what I notice is when we focus on, okay, what changes could you make in your food or like how aggressive your exercise routine is or your stress management that would just give you more energy because your main complaint right now is like, you're so damn fatigued all the time. And like, you're not doing stuff with your friends or like your partner's noticing how tired you are or work's feeling really hard right now. Can we just make a couple small changes in food or sleep or exercise so that you can get that win of like starting to feel more like yourself. And usually that is the snowball that they need, right? They need to see Mm. that first shift of like, I can feel like this again. Yeah. You're just, you're just going to have to come to terms with really feeding your body and whatever outcomes that might come along with. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I think that that's a, that's an important like moment for you're like you can you can do what you want and you can absolutely stay in this pattern if this is you know what you're committing to but know that that for me biologically like understanding the connection between food and like health and internal health and like my nails and my hair and my skin and energy most importantly was was a major thing because like I can't deny this, you know, no matter what, like what's more important, me living a long, healthy life or or feeling like and and the best part is, the best part is Brittany from my experience is like I didn't feel confident when I was focused on food all the time and when I was obsessing over my weight. I felt awful. And just like you mentioned, like my mood wasn't great, but I also, but I I wasn't happy. I wasn't happier than then certainly when I am now where I, I I am very happy with with my body and, and my relationship to food and all of that, it's like you think that you're going to get to a certain point and you're going to feel super confident. And the, the fact of the matter is you usually don't because you're so obsessive over it and nothing is ever good enough. Yeah, I remember feeling the same way when I was 
my smallest or my leanest or like however you want to kind of view it, I was probably the least satisfied with my body I've ever been because it was, well, I can do more or, you know, I've gotten this far, what's five more pounds or what, you know, whatever mindset you kind of start to adopt. And something I tell my clients a lot is not in a way of like invalidating their feelings, but like body image primarily is our perception of our body. A lot of it actually isn't rooted in what our body actually looks like, right? A lot of it is perception-based. And so if your whole world revolves around, oh my gosh, I ate three grams of added sugar today because I didn't read that label or I, I went out to eat and I did they lied to me about what wasn't the food, like that drives your perception of your body so hard, right? Mm-hmm, Not mm-hmm. your actual size. That is right. most of what body image is created out of is perception. Yeah. So yeah, when we're really hyper-focused, cool. like we don't always see the good stuff. No, we don't see the good stuff. And we and then it's like, how do I stay here? Like oh. how and you're like, I am exhausted. <laughs> and I am a horrible person to be around. I was I laughed so hard when you said that because I was like thinking back and I'm like, I was a, I think I've used the word a pill. Like I think my parents <laughs> were like, What is going on? Yeah. And yeah, there's there's so many benefits. The final thing I wanted to add just was like for those instructors who feel who might be questioning whether they are like, quote unquote, good enough to be up on the podium, like, please know that you being your full self in every single way is an inspiration to somebody else. And there's been countless like, I, I you know, I run I'm, I'm on the Wheelhouse Cycle Club account and we have amazing motivators from all walks of life and all who like live in all different types of bodies. And I see the comments from people who are so inspired by seeing someone who reflects the body they live in too. And some of those reels and some of those posts have been the most popular because they are not so quote unquote aspirational or fit a perfect, like perfect body type. It's, it's the opposite where they're like, this is a real human being who is amazing and strong and has a, an awesome message and is inspiring in every way. And then it makes me feel like, hey, I belong in a bike too. Yeah. 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 I've noticed that trend more on just like social media in general the last few years. And I'm so grateful for it because like you, I am in like a pretty traditionally straight sized body. Like I'm not, you know, there aren't, I, I don't know, like an easier way to say that. Right. But like, it's true. I don't know what some of those instructors in bodies who look not the standard type from old school beliefs feel like sometimes. But writers absolutely want someone to inspire them, not someone that feels so high up on a pedestal or so far out of their league that like it terrifies them, right? Mm -hmm. Like even thinking about the first time you went into a workout class or you did something new, it's really scary to be like, I'm going to go be coached by this person that is 1 million steps ahead of me. No, I I want someone that feels like me, but just like with a little more experience, you know? Yeah. And could coach me through it. Yes, because they've been there and they know the same kind of struggles. And yeah, we we still need a lot more representation of all different types of bodies in fitness. But I am glad that it's like going in that direction and that y'all are Mm -hmm. getting such good feedback on your content when you post that stuff. Yeah. I love the the one drop of a y'all. I was like, yes. <laughs> I, I've been in Texas like, what, eight years now? Nine? I don't know. So it just, it happens. Sometimes. It drops out. I love it. 
And final question I'll ask is, is because we you were in TLF and I'm like currently going to be doing kind of a wait list thing. The, and this is literally my coach forcing me to ask this question. But okay. what was your experience if somebody is considering it? And I am doing more of a qualification process just so for everybody's awareness, because I find the people who are successful are people like you who have a service, who have a clear vision for their business, who sort of understand not even what it takes, but just like are committed to that process because it's launching a new offer is not easy and nor is building your business, nor is building your audience. But maybe how was it helpful for you, even though like you're launching kind of a, a container course now, like when we finish in whatever the spring? Yeah. So it's funny because when, you know, you were, I saw you like posting in the group about, you know, testimonials or how's everything going? I was like, I'm the worst student because like I went through probably, you know, half the content in real time and then would, you know, have moments of overwhelm because that's just how my brain is. Mm -hmm. And as I'm going back through to create this course, I've said it probably four times now to my husband, like, thank goodness Hannah showed us how to do all of this because some of it I wasn't ready for in the moment. But I literally came up with this idea with him on a walk less than two weeks ago. And I'm a about three days from recording all of the content for the program. Like, this is so good. How? how? Because it you gave us just so much support and like such a clear step-by-step -step that like once I was really, really ready to mm -hmm. dive in, it, I wouldn't say easy, right? But like, it has been so obvious what I need to do. And that feels really good. That's that's ex all I could hope for, literally. And <laughs> you were great. You showed up to calls and you're like, hey, I'm working on this other thing. Can we talk through my sales page or like my website? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, let's let's meet you where you're at now. And my hope for people, especially as they look at whether you're in TLF or not, or never will be, you know, November's coming up, December's coming up, January. Those are great times to launch offers for, for a lot of different audiences who are starting to think about, like they're back from the summer. They're starting to think about their own personal and professional goals. And it's it's a natural time to have an invitation into an offer. It's you're not selling something. You're not like I have to hit Black Friday. It's just that people are looking for solutions to their problems around this time of the year. And they are thinking about how they're going to spend their time in January. So it's a really great time if you have like an offer idea on your heart to start looking for resources. And even if you're not like a hundred percent ready to like follow it week by week, it's it's, it'll be there for you, like, as you're describing for for the next thing. And I'm so excited to see your body's not your business card come to life. And can't wait to share it with my audience and the the many, many, many instructors who <laughs> I know will be super excited to see it. So I'm going to have this link in the show notes that you're going to send to me and send it out through my email list. And it, where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, so my Instagram is at fueled and well. So like fuel, like, you know, food is fuel, but we'll link it because spelling sometimes is hard, but I'm on Instagram there. I don't do a lot on other platforms yet. And then I have my website, which is the same thing, just fueledandwell.com. And the, the whole page with all the information you need to know about who the course is for and who it's maybe not for and what you'll get and pricing and all that will be at fueledandwell.com slash fit pro. So nice and easy. We can okay. link it all. I'll have an offer for anyone that listens to Yes, You Can to hop in at a little bit better of a price, you know, 
and all that good stuff. And then we'll start the 19th. So I can't wait for your listeners to hopefully get something out of this, whether they think the program is right for them or not. And if it is, you've got time to sign up. That's amazing. And yeah, I think, I mean, I think you, your mission is such a gift, Brittany, and I'm so excited that you are merging the incredible experience and education you have and as a like your lived experience and the education you've like invested in to help other fit pros and other people in general just find relationship with food and their bodies and like find that balance that I think we're all hoping for and that joy too. So thank you so much for sharing your message today. And I'm so, yeah, thanks. I just think you're amazing. So thank you for, thanks for coming on the show. I think the same thing about you. I don't know how you do everything that you do, but there is this really like beautiful element of bringing together like what we are trained to do and also like where our lives have taken us. So I'm so excited about this program for that reason. Cause I'm like, I literally live this stuff all the time and Mm -hmm. I like had to go to school for it. So it's, it's really cool to see it all come together. And I'm so glad we got to collaborate on this. Yeah, me too. Okay, well, thanks, Brittany, and everybody look in the show notes and register for her course. It's going to be amazing. Thanks, Anne. Thanks for listening all the way to the end of the Yes You Can podcast. If you loved this one, I would so appreciate a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That lets others know that, hey, this is a good podcast and it's worthwhile to listen to. If you really loved it, make sure to share with somebody you love who could benefit from a little magic and motivation in their lives. Thanks so much, friends, and have a great day.